0: Welcome back to Murder Under the Midnight Sun. Now this is my yearly, fairly casual episode where I just kind of discuss my favorite pop culture of the previous year, including books, movies, TV, podcasts, etc. There will be no murder in this episode, except for in several of my favorite movies from last year. Now if you're like me you probably ingested a lot more pop culture in 2020 than usual i know that i read way more books than any other year in my life and just so much binge watching just so much it was a long year seemed to go on forever it actually kind of still feels like it's 2020 I, uh, i don't know if you feel the same but i'm having a hard time adjusting to it being a new year even though it's nearly March. So before I get into it I just wanted to thank my newest patron Kat. Thank you so much. I'll be sending you some goodies in the mail next week. So let's get into my favorite pop culture of last year. By the way I'm recording this in my tiny tiny closet because the sound quality in my tiny house is god-awful and I cannot seem to fix it and currently there's a little kitten arm coming through the gap in the door stroking my leg while I'm trying to narrate this so that's where I'm at in life right now. So first I wanted to discuss my favorite books of 2020. Like I said I read more than I've ever read any other year. I mean I actually stopped counting at some point but I read at least 150 books which is completely insane probably more like 175 and that's not really a good sign because it means I'm spending a lot of time by myself and most of the time laying in bed with you know arthritic ailments because I'm 80 years old so out of all of those books I read last year here are my favorites the first one is The Guestless by Lucy Foley this is an Agatha Christie style mystery thriller set on an island off the coast of Ireland at the wedding of a well to do couple and somebody turns up dead it was just one of those classic great page turners you know it follows a very sort of old fashioned mystery plot but with a modern twist and it was a really great read I think all of these books I'm going to mention I read probably in one sitting or one laying as is how I read my books laying in bed the next book I'm going to mention is when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole now this is a great psychological mystery thriller which focuses on a young black woman who is slowly watching her historically black neighborhood become gentrified but beyond that there seems to be something even more sinister occurring as she begins to notice that neighbors she has known her whole life are disappearing without reasonable explanation and i'm telling you this book went way to a way different place than i was expecting it was an excellent read and it was very timely and even though it's kind of science fiction in a way there is a lot of truth to what ends up happening highly highly recommended the next book is the sundown motel by simone st james this is a horror thriller about a young woman named carly who decides to investigate the sundown motel a place that has long been surrounded by rumors of hauntings and it's where her aunt mysteriously disappeared over 35 years prior This was a fun, creepy, little haunted motel book, and it's just one that, you know, it's not, doesn't require too much brain power, but it's kind of like brain candy is what I like to call books like this, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. The next book is Saint X by Alexis Scheitkin. This is a haunting mystery about Claire, a young woman whose sister died mysteriously during a family vacation to the Caribbean island of St. X. As an adult, Claire decides to try to find out the truth about what happened to her sister by befriending one of the men that had been a prime suspect in her sister's death. It's a very meditative portrayal of grief and obsession and it had a lot of layers and it was... Heart wrenching at times, but definitely an excellent read. The last book I will mention is *Devolution* by Max Brooks, a first hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. Brooks is the son of Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft, and he's actually already well known for his fantastic debut novel World War Z, which you may have read, I've read it multiple times, but you may have also seen the terrible movie that was really only based on it in name. His newest book is about a volcanic volcanic eruption on Mount Rainier, which leads to an unbelievable and terrifying discovery for the residents of a tiny isolated community called Green Loop. Brooks uses journal entries from a resident to tell the story of of When the Bigfoots Came to Town. I'm not sure if pluralized Bigfoot is Bigfoots or Big Feet. Maybe you can give me feedback on that. So, those are the main best books I read last year, but honestly, it was really hard to narrow down because there were so many good ones. Next up, I'll be discussing my favorite movies from last year. Another category that was very, very hard to narrow down. I watched God, a fucking absurd amount of movies last year, as I'm sure many of you also did. So the first movie I wanted to mention is called Becky. It's a thriller movie that is a combination of Home Alone and John Wick. A teenage girl is on a weekend getaway with her family when home invaders show up and take the family hostage. Violence ensues and the teenage girl has to get creative to fight off the men. This was an interesting movie for the casting. The bad guy is played by Kevin James, of all people, who's hard to take seriously in anything. And in a rare serious role as well, um, the girl's father is played by Joel McHale. And the girl herself is played by Lulu Wilson, and she was so good. I loved this movie a lot. Just talking about it is making me want to rewatch it tonight. I might just do that. The next movie is Palm Springs. It's a romantic comedy with a bit of a twist. Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti star in this trippy, odd take on Groundhog Day. They play two guests at a destination wedding in Palm Springs who get stuck in a time loop, reliving the day over and over again. They have to try to figure out how to get out of the time loop. I may have mentioned this before, probably, but I live in Palm Springs I love it here. It's amazing, except for about three months out of the year. But it was wonderful to see a movie that, you know, is based where I live. And, but that's not the only reason I loved it. I would have loved it anyways. It's just very sweet and extremely funny. I love Andy Sandberg, he's hilarious and everything. And it was just an excellent movie. It was just the kind of movie you don't really want to end. Because you just want to keep watching these characters because they're so likable. And that's on Hulu right now. You can watch it right now on there. The next movie is called Love and Monsters. This is an adventure movie taking place several years after an apocalyptic event has occurred. Which has left the earth overrun with giant terrifying monsters. And the humans that are left alive are all living in various little bunkers. Underground to stay safe from these monsters. And a young man decides to risk his life to go find his high school girlfriend after he is able to contact her on a CB radio. This was just fun. It is not even really a horror movie at all. It was more just like an adventure, romance, comedy. It's actually, you know, fun for mostly the whole family. Not sure what you allow your small children to watch, but. Probably at least 11 or 12 years old and up would be fine. It was great. It just was really feel good. Had a great message. And I felt so happy at the end of it. It just had... It was just powerful in a weird way. The next movie is called Get Duped. It's a Scottish dark comedy about four teenage boys on a school camping trip in the Scottish Highlands. Who who become the targets of... Some crazed maniacs who are trying to hunt them down. This movie was fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's very sophomoric. But I'm a little sophomoric. So I found it very funny. And everyone I've shown it to has absolutely loved it as well. And I love myself a good accent. And these boys were very funny. And it just turns into a crazy, twisted, absurd dark comedy with just twists you're not going to see coming and if you don't laugh at this movie you have no soul that's all I have to say about that (laughs) the next movie is Saint Maude which is a completely different movie from the rest of the list it's a dark horror thriller not really sure how to describe it it's about a hospice nurse with a dark past who moves into the home of a dying patient and having recently become newly very religious she becomes obsessed with trying to save the soul of her patient amanda before she dies this movie was definitely a slow burn just steeped in tension it felt very reminiscent ugh, i can't talk it felt very reminiscent of the absolute masterpiece the witch which is one of my all-time favorites I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I have ADD. So sometimes it takes me four days to finish a movie. But I just was like. Enwrapped with this movie. I just could not take my eyes off of it. It was gorgeous. And it was disturbing. And it was wonderfully acted. And it was actually a debut. Debut director. Rose Glass. And it's one of those movies where just. Every shot has meaning. Like there's no wasted footage. It's kind of like Orson Welles in that way. And I can't wait to see what the director comes out with next. The last movie I'll be mentioning is called Bloody Hell. It is a bizarre genre mashup of a Tarantino movie with Texas Chainsaw Massacre taking place in Finland? Finland. <laughs> Finland. A man with a troubled past travels to Finland for a fresh start and runs into a crazed family who hold him hostage. This movie was just so much fun. Oh, I loved it from beginning to end. I only just watched it and I'm already ready to watch it again. I just, there's like romance, there's a lot of comedy. There's a little bit of horror, but it's really not a scary movie. It's just definitely more of a dark comedy. Highly recommend it. I loved it so much. And I don't know. If it doesn't make you cackle, then we have nothing in common. (laughs) Next up, I wanted to mention my favorite podcast of the year. But unfortunately, I could only come up with two new favorite podcasts. And they're actually kind of similar to each other. The first one is called Accidental Celebrity. And it's about... People that have become famous due to some incident in their lives or tragedy and they've had to suddenly deal with the media onslaught and it's just the host interviews these people that many of them you'll recognize who they are. One of them, there's an episode on Lindy Chamberlain, it was very heart-wrenching and it just talks about their lives before and after they become an accidental celebrity and suddenly... You know, have to deal with the awful ways that the media can treat them and it really makes you think twice about you know just judging somebody by something that they do without getting the full facts because obviously the media can twist whatever they want into whatever they want and it's really good it's a really good show it's very well produced and they only have a handful of episodes so far but I've been hooked on it, and I definitely recommend you check it out. And the other podcast I wanted to mention is called Whatever Happened to dot 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 question mark. And it basically follows up on people that were involved in big news stories from the past and kind of like the fallout that what happened to them after, you know, the media had moved on from their stories so, for example, she, uh, the host interviews one of the men that was one of the 33 Chilean mir- miners that was stuck a few years ago for X amount of days. I can't recall at the moment. And it just talks about their life after this life-altering event. And it's really good as well. Both shows are very similar, but... They're, they're different when you listen to them. They have different vibes, definitely. But you should definitely check them both out. I would love to know more... Th- other... more. I can't talk. I would love to know more new podcasts to discover and fall in love with. I guess I just wasn't very podcastly adventurous this year. So please tell me your podcast recommendations. I would love them. Lastly, I'm going to be discussing... Lastly, I'm going to be discussing tv shows which usually I have nothing to add to this category but 2020 being what it was I watched a fuckload of tv and there was a lot of really good shows in 2020 so thank god for that helped the year go by a little little bit faster so the first show is truth seekers and this stars Nick Frost and Simon Pegg of Shaun of the Dead and um hot fuzz very funny guys nick frost plays a broadband installer and part-time paranormal investigator who films his investigations for a youtube channel this was just a really cute kind of light show the episodes are pretty short um it's just a lot of fun it's not exactly as memorable as or as amazing as shawn of the dead But it's a nice distraction, and unfortunately, there's not going to be a second series, which is really sad because, I mean, I watched the entire first season in one day. I just, like, couldn't turn it off. It's just a lot of fun, and it's available on Hulu. You should definitely check it out. The next show is The Outsider, which is polar opposite. It's extremely dark drama based on a Stephen King novel. It's about a little league coach who is accused of the horrific murder of a young boy. And despite lots of evidence that he wasn't even in town at the time of the murder, there's an equal amount of evidence that he is actually the murderer. And a local detective teams up with others to investigate this baffling case. Now the show I would not recommend it to just anyone it is very dark, really disturbing imagery, and If the average person stumbled onto it, they'd probably be really disturbed, but it was such a good show. It was one of the few shows in recent years that I, you know, eagerly waited for it to be released every week on HBO and would immediately watch it instead of, you know, saving it all up and binging it. The cast was excellent. Ben Mendelsohn, I love him so much. He plays the local detective who is investigating the case, but he's also struggling with grief over the loss of his son who died a few years prior and the book is also one of my favorite Stephen King novels of recent years so I don't recommend the show to everybody but if you are cool with very dark shit then you might like it the next show is Cursed Films this is a documentary series on Shudder Which explores the stories behind rumored cursed films. I'm sure, you know, sometime in your life you've heard about different films being cursed because of, you know, tragedies that occur on set or after the movie wraps. And this just investigates those stories and I guess whether the curse element has any merit. And it was just so good. It was just really interesting. There's lots of interviews with people involved in the productions and certain episodes such as the Poltergeist episode was absolutely heart-wrenching. It was, that made me cry, but it's really good and interesting. But, you know, Before forewarned, is not all lighthearted because they do discuss deaths of celebrities that died too young, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's really interesting as well. The next show I'd like to discuss is the Night Stalker documentary. That was just so well done. I loved it so much. And I loved Gil Carrillo or Carrillo. I I don't know how to pronounce it. He was just the best. I wanted to give him a hug. I don't know if you watched it or not yet. If not, that makes no sense to you. But it's just one of the best true crime documentaries I've seen in the last few years. I was just hooked. Could not turn it off. I loved how atmospheric it was and how it really made you feel like you were going back in time to Los Angeles in the 80s. And both detectives were just so likable. And they have all these interviews with various people that, you know, were either involved in one of Richard Ramirez's crimes or, you know, have a family member that was a victim. And it was really interesting, because you got this huge overview of the case that, I've never come across anywhere else and it was very interesting so if you like true crime docs definitely check it out though you know like like the outsiders definitely not for everybody there is some violent imagery but such a great show the last show I wanted to mention is called I Am Not Okay With This it is a supernatural coming of age dark comedy it's hard to describe really Sophia Lillis plays a teenage girl going through all the basic struggles inherent in being a teenage girl, as well as beginning to realize that she has telekinetic powers. The show was so much fun. I loved it a lot. It also stars Wyatt Oliff as her neighbor and possible love interest. And you may remember, both of them were also in It Chapter One, where she played beverly and he played stanley and he also plays a stanley in this show it's just a super fun show it was kind of it was definitely a genre mashup, and and was kind of tonally odd at times but i think i watched the first uh, the whole season in you know one day and unfortunately i don't think there's going to be a second season but the first season's definitely worth a watch it's just fantastic and it's based on a comic book so if you're into that sort of thing sort of superhero superhero burgeoning superhero thing going on you might just like it it's great and it's on netflix so i hope you enjoyed this super casual closet hangout pop culture overview of the year of shit 2020 i would love to hear what your favorites from 2020 were or how you spent your year, how you got through the social... I can't fucking talk. Social isolation and you know self- quarantine like I went through for several months. Tell me what you did. Tell me what you liked. Tell me what you watched and read and heard. But especially podcasts. I need new podcasts all the time. I'm always running out of them. So thank you so much for listening even though this was the least serious episode ever and I can just I'm like just stumbling over my words like fucking crazy tonight and I'm recording on my phone so I'm just not able to really edit as I record but thank you for listening I'll see you next time.